Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. It is Wednesday, September 5th, 2023. I'm your host, George Kirk, joined by the two best friends anyone could ask for, Cody Roadcap and Tyler Snyder, back from the rainforest in the Sahara. Did you find those fancy points you're looking for? No. No? Well, it's going to be a long season for you then, I guess. <laughs> but in all seriousness, guys, we've made it through the off season. Football comes back tomorrow. Are we all hype? Yeah, so let's keep this moving. The quicker we through this, the quicker we uh, get football. Hey, I got to set my lineup, so <laughs> let's keep this. Let's keep going. <laughs> it takes him a whole day to set his lineup. All right, guys. Make I sure have a lot of leagues. <laughs> it's a lot of leagues, man. So what's the number this year, boys? I don't even know. I got to count. I'll let you know next episode. George, I think I'm seven I- or eight. I don't I'm know. Six. So I'm still the lowest. Okay. I, I'm glad. Uh, that's that's probably how it's going to stay. But Do you count best ball? No. Okay, good. Thank God. It, I, the numbers they, get too high. You, you forget about those. You just check your account to see if you want any money at the end of the season. It's like finding 20 bucks in your pocket if you win a best ball league. <laughs> good point. All right, guys, make sure you join our discussion on our Discord chat. You can ask us any questions live, and that link is in the description of the video or podcast. And you can follow us on social media. We are everywhere at the Couch GMs. Quick scheduling reminder before we move on to the show. The show is going to be moving to Friday morning starting next week. We'll be talking about the upcoming week starting in week two on Fridays. Also, watch out for a lot more content coming on our TikTok channel and maybe even some more podcast content coming earlier in the week. Um, But a formal show is coming on Fridays. All right, boys, a lot to talk about going into week one. Why don't we sit back, relax, and chat? Starting off our discussion, we have to talk about the bombshell that hit us on Tuesday during the day. Andy Reid comes out in his post-practice press conference and just says, uh, Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee in practice, and he is questionable for our game on Thursday. And everyone freaks out. Luckily, we've heard that he seems to have avoided a long-term injury, but we do not know if he's going to play Thursday still. Um, I guess... Fantasy question first off, where the heck do you go if you don't have Travis Kelsey in week one? Uh, I don't have the answer to that. But if there's <laughs> any glimmer of hope that he plays, you just put him in your lineup. Like, that's my opinion. Like, don't try to go get cute and go out there and get, like, Irv Smith Jr. for the Bengals or Greg Dolchett for the Broncos. I would take 50% of Travis Kelsey over 100% of those guys. So that's my two cents. Yeah, go take a flyer on a, a young tight end with some upside. Go get a Chigo Conquo. Go try Greg Dolchich. Go get a Jake Ferguson for the Cowboys. Uh, Luke Musgrave. Even Luke Musgrave for the Packers. Go get a young tight end with some upside and uh, take a shot because most people are just taking random stabs at tight end anyway. 100% true. Trying to get a rush, a beat on the waiver wire rush for the next week because you know there's going to be two or three tight ends that people are freaking out about in the waiver wire going into week two. Um, but I'm with Cody also. If Kelsey plays, even if they say he's going to be limited, just think about where you would have drafted 50% of Travis Kelsey, and it's probably like tight end six. So you're still playing. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And with the game starting back this week, uh, if you're listening before the game, reminder, uh, move all your Chiefs and Lions players out of your flex spot and into an actual position spot. That's your weekly reminder. 
Got to get back into these uh, practices that we use to best manage your fantasy football teams. Another guy who was drafted pretty high in fantasy drafts is Cooper Cup. And this one hurt me because this news came out literally two minutes after I drafted him in our league of record. Cooper Cup was in Minnesota getting looked at by a specialist to try to understand the root of his hamstring issue um, after re-aggravating the injury last week. So that just sounds very concerning that it's what was considered just a normal hamstring pull is now being looked into like it's some chronic issue or something that they could think is more of a tear. Um, Cooper Cup is still listed as questionable for week one. What is your concern for Cooper Cup and where would you what do you do with him if you haven't drafted yet? Um, How far is he falling for you? Uh, If I do have Cooper Cup, I'm not playing him week one. I'm going to wait and see. Uh, I don't expect him to play week one. Even if he does, I'm sure he's going to be limited. I would wait. I mean, it's hard to bench one of your top receivers like that. Uh, but luckily, the receiver market's pretty deep this year. Uh, we're seeing a shift in fantasy football from previous years where it was all running back heavy and quarterbacks would go near the end of the draft and wide receivers would fall a little bit. Now it's all wide receivers. Quarterbacks getting drafted early and running backs are almost going undrafted because of how just weak the position is this year. Um, but if I am not drafting yet and Cooper cup is available, I'd say probably around round five or six, I would take him before then I wouldn't touch it. Um, hamstring injuries are one of those injuries that are really annoying because they linger. Uh, you think you're okay. You play. And then halfway through the game, it's back. Uh, so it's an injury that I'm definitely nervous about. I would be more nervous about Jonathan Taylor than Cooper cup though. Uh, So if I have the chance in the draft to take a chance on Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup, I'm drafting Cup. Some good advice there. And George, you did complain that had happened two minutes after your draft, but you could be Sutter's wife who took him fourth overall. So you're not wrong. We are drafting in a draft that people are already concerned and he was already sliding. (laughs) She drafted Cooper Cup and Travis Kelsey in back-to-back drafts both before news broke. So uh, needless to say, she's not very happy today. Does she have Jonathan Taylor in a league too? Well, she does. Okay. So that there's that one as the well. News broke. Yep. So Jonathan Taylor, as we know, is on the physically unable to perform list. He's not going to play until at least week five. Uh, the Colts announced that they are going to be using a running back by committee while Taylor is on the PUP list. At least that kind of makes it sound like they're expecting him to play for their team. This year, I mean, that just could have been how they sugarcoated it, but um, I'm just trying to look for any kind of good news when it comes to Taylor. So when it comes to the other running backs in that system, I don't think Zach Moss is going to play week one. That might open up a door for Deion Jackson. Um, Are we just in the mindset of hoping that he goes off week one and he gets the touches or where are you guys liking going in that backfield? If you're trying to find one, if they're still left on the waiver wire. Deion Jackson is available in a lot of leagues. Um, Some leagues started snagging him once the Jonathan Taylor news broke out, but I know um, we're in a lot of competitive leagues and I was able to pick up Deion Jackson in two different leagues. And I did Uh, look Deion's not my, you know, I don't think he's a game changing running back. I don't think he's a league winner if he ends up playing the whole season, but anytime you get a chance to get a possible starting running back on free agency, you take it. They do have rookie Evan Hull as well, who you need to keep an eye on. Um, but honestly, I feel like if they are going to IR uh, Jonathan Taylor for the whole season or trade him, I would not be shocked if they took a look at one of the free agent running backs out there. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see, too, on where they're at in week four. If they're 0-4, they might not care and just ride with the hot hand of those guys. Uh, the good news is, is if you did draft them late enough, you should have people to start this week. So you don't need to force them into your lineups just because they have the word starter next to them. Uh, see what kind of happens. And like you mentioned, Zach Moss probably won't play week one, but he'll get thrown in the mix. So I don't think any of the guys are guys that are instant winners. Uh, but names to watch as we move through the waiver wire process. So if Moss doesn't play week one and you're a team that has Cooper Cup and you can snag up Deion Jackson, are you comfortable enough to play him in a flex week one? You should still have more people that you would rather play. So that's a no, Tyler. If in week one we are already starting people that you just picked up off free agency, then you had a bad draft and you need to evaluate how you draft. Uh, if by week two, three, some of your guys are not working out, um, there are some injuries, something like that, and then you want to stream somebody, sure, by all means, go for it. Give it a shot. But in week one, like, how bad is your draft? You need to focus on this. You need to listen to the couch GMs more often because clearly you are not taking our draft advice. Nice little plug there. To move us into the main segment of our show, we're going to break down this season and predict every single playoff team and the Super Bowl. Let's get to it. All right, guys. So like I said, we're going to start on the AFC side. We're going to predict division winners for every single division on the AFC and then the wild cards, the NFC and then the wild cards. So we're building our NFL playoffs. And then at the end, we are going to bring up who we think is going to be our Super Bowl matchup and winner. Um, I think we can jump right in to our first division is the AFC North. Um, eeny, meeny, miny, oh, Cody, you can go first talking about the AFC North. Cool. Uh, just a reminder, the AFC North consists of the Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, and Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and I think there's a clear favorite here, but I think this division might be more competitive than we're looking that we think so. I think there's a chance that all four of these teams can win it. I ain't going to be that bold and pick it. I would pick the Bengals to win this division. Still still think they're the best team. I know there's some rumblings about a Joe Burrow, not getting his contract. What does that mean? Offensive line questions with L Collins, not being ready to go to start the season. Uh, the dude has played with pretty bad offensive lines. They've gotten a little bit better. They still have Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Joe Mixon. They brought in Irv Smith jr. Still have a top defense, so I like the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I like what you said. I think all four teams do have that chance to win, and honestly, when you look at wild card, it's going to be hard to narrow down which one of these teams will make it which ones won't, um, unless you think all three of the other ones are going to make it, and it's going to be a really weird year. Um, but I, I do think – I think the Steelers have improved a lot, but I don't think they're quite there yet. Um, the Browns, I think, are going to surprise some people. Um, and the Ravens, I really just don't trust yet with Lamar. I, I want to see him stay healthy for a full year again because I, we've seen it time and time again where if Lamar goes down, uh oh. Oh, I think Tyler froze. Uh, but he was probably going to say if Lamar goes down, then the Ravens fall apart. That would be my guess. Do you think that's, that's what he's going to say? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. So I'm going to guess he was going Cincinnati, and we'll get him back here in a second, I'm sure. Hey, I'm um, here. Hey, 
did we guess correctly? We thought you were going to say if the Raven, if both Lamar goes down, so do the Ravens, and you were going to pick the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, every <laughs> year the Ravens have Lamar going down, and as soon as he does, the team kind of falls apart. Uh, plus, I mean, you got to think these are also some pre- relatively fresh teams. I mean, the Steelers have a lot of returners, but uh, Ravens got some a new receiving core uh, with Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham. We don't know how they're going to gel with Lamar just quite yet. Um, and I mean, the Browns really didn't get a chance to gel with Deshaun, Deshaun Watson at all last year. Uh, he came back at the end of the year and he still looked kind of rough, but I'm going with the Bengals. I think they're the best team here and I'm not going to get pretty. I'm not going to take a hot take. I'm going with the Bengals. I think it's a two-man race, in my opinion. I think the Steelers are going to be competitive. I think the Browns are going to be competitive, but they're not on the level of the Bengals and the Ravens at this point in this division. Um, my tiebreaker is I went to the schedule and I looked at when the Bengals and Ravens matchups were. And their first matchup is in week two, and their second matchup is in week 10. Even if I think Lamar is going to go down an injury at some point, there's a chance it's after week 10. I think because the Ravens almost beat the Bengals in the playoffs without Lamar with Lamar, I think they have an edge. I picked the Ravens to edge out the Bengals. Thanks to the tiebreaker of beating them head to head. So where is your fiance standing with the gun pointed to your head? Just mm-hmm. should I turn the, turn the screen at all? Just, no. Okay. That, that is not a funny joke. Gun jokes are not funny, <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's a, a decent option. I, I like the Ravens too. If Lamar is healthy, um, I know we talk about betting sometimes too, and I don't want to go too off into a tangent, but the Steelers at plus 500 odds, like I think they could be a sneaky pit. If you're a better like to throw a couple dollars around, I do like that. That is good. And we'll see if either of the other teams that we had missing make the wild card in a bit, but we got to go to the AFC East next. Um, I can Talk AFC East consists of the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. Tyler, you get to start off the AFC East. Yeah, I'm not going to get cute with this one either. The Jets are a completely new offense. Uh, the Dolphins, I feel like, are really competitive. I feel like they are uh, have the chance to win the division, but even though a lot of people are expecting a downswing from the Bills, I'm not. Uh, until they prove me otherwise, I'm going with the Bills. In the long term, I'm concerned about the Buffalo Bills um, because I think the Stefan Diggs thing is still kind of on rocky ground. Um, they're a team that's been on the cuff so many times, and like I feel like things could start to fall apart if they don't make it all the way again. Um, but when it comes to putting together a solid season, I think they've got it. I've also got the Bills. All right, I guess that means I get to be be different here. He's and taking I'm not, A-Rod. I'm not taking A-Rod. I'm not taking Buffalo. Oh. I'm taking Miami. It might be my hottest take of all division winners. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not really the hot takes guy. I feel like I'm I'm stepping on some shoelaces right here. Uh, but, no, I like Miami. I think they have the playmakers. Uh, I think Tua can stay healthy. I think we forget how good Tua looked before his concussion early in the season. Like, there was starting to be like, is Tua going to enter the MVP conversation? He was putting up yards. They were scoring points. Uh, and I think he stays healthy this year, and Miami surprises a lot of people and wins the AFC East east Miami I think is the number two is my number two in that division also which all these Jets and Aaron Rodgers fans are probably gonna be like you're not even considering them and one of us didn't even pick them but the Dolphins and Bills have such solid teams the Jets are a lot of hype this year and I think they're gonna be solid but I I, I could see Dolphins 
All right. So it's Snyder's division next, uh, AFC South, which is his Tennessee Titans, also the Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Indianapolis Colts. So I know you just started. Why don't you just tell us why you're picking the Titans? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I am picking the Titans. Um, I think it's a two-man race between the Titans and Jaguars. I don't think the Colts or Texans are there yet. I think they got some years in them before CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson uh, can lead them to possible division winnings. Um, I feel like the Jaguars, look, yes, they had a really exciting comeback on the Chargers in the playoffs last year, and that's why there's hype all around them. Uh, you got to remember, though, to have an amazing comeback like that means you have to be down big in a game like that. So they weren't far off from losing that game pretty badly. Uh, they also barely made the playoffs to begin with. They added one big piece in Calvin Ridley um, and a couple draft picks, but I don't feel like they made that big of a stride. I think they're a little bit overhyped. Uh, I think we forget about how good Tennessee really was uh, just a few years ago when they were healthy. Um, if they're able to stay healthy again this year, adding DeAndre Hopkins, getting Harold Landry back, adding Arden Key and Aziz Alshair, some underrated defensive players. I, I really feel like the Titans have that ability to take a step forward. Expect uh, some big seasons from Traylon Burks and Chigo Conquo, some names you might not know yet, but you will. Um, I, I think Tennessee is going to take this one. Uh, maybe not by a lot. I think they're going to win it by one game, but uh, I got the Titans. I went back and forth on this one multiple times because you guys know I'm also higher on the Titans than the normal fan. Um, and the Jags are a young team. I think last year, even though they were barely a playoff team, it was more like a step in the right direction, not as like a fluke per se. So I still think that they're going to be a solid team that's going to keep making strides, especially with a young quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. I had this coming down to the final week game between the Jags and Titans. And I think, unfortunately for Titans fans, they're going to feel heartbreak again. And I picked the Jags. I did not realize they played the last week of the season. Again, I should have done my research. Uh, Schedule makers that. did a good job with that one because they figured that if there's going to be Let's a just division fight, that's Sunday a good night one. football right now. Yeah, Let's right. I mean, I would love to in. see it be. I don't know if Tyler would love the stress of seeing that be the division, you know, championship game again. But I think there's a good chance it could be. Well, he the would Titans probably like play it if it's in the not final God. week to make the playoffs every year. I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, and he'd like his chances if it's not Dobbs. You know, he that is and, true. You know, a healthy Derrick Henry and stuff like that. Um, although I am still going to pick Jacksonville. I do think maybe I'm. Buying too much into the hype. I, maybe I'm giving Doug Peterson too much credit, uh, but I think what they did, they were the step in the right direction, similar to what we saw with the the Lions this year or last year. They started out really rough. They made a strong push. They didn't make the playoffs this year. They're the favorites. Uh, I see Jacksonville in a similar light, and I will pick Jacksonville. Although I do agree, it'll be closer than most people think. People doubt the Titans every year. I'm used to it. No hard feelings here. The only thing that's going to be hard is the AFC is pretty loaded. So is there going to be two teams from that division? That's going to be tough. So it might be a division or bust in that division right there. We got one more in the AFC. That's the AFC West. We got the Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders, and LA Chargers. Uh, I guess I haven't gone first yet, so it's my turn to go first. And I'm not going to overcomplicate things here. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Chargers will make a decent push. Well, I don't know how the Raiders are going to be. The Broncos are eh. Uh, just, just give me the Chiefs. 
Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, you you do want to be called a homer. Like that's the. Thing yeah, that's it. Be. Yeah. And I'm not going to go as far as take the Chargers. Like I'm not going to go against the Chiefs. But if there was a year that they weren't going to win it, it would be this year. We just talked about we don't expect to be a long-term injury, but how many weeks is Travis Kelsey going to miss if he misses any time? Or will, when will he be to 100%? And then I know it's not talked about, or it's talked about a decent amount, but if you're not a, a diehard fan, you're more of a casual fan, Chris Jones, their all-pro defensive tackle, who made the key plays in the Super Bowl this past year, is holding out. And he said he's willing to hold out till till week eight. There's not any progress on a contract at this time. So if he doesn't go, I think that gives an opportunity for the Chargers to sneak in. I'm not confident enough to pick it, but if there was a year the Chiefs weren't going to win it, I do think it would be this year. But I think it's a clean sweep for the Chiefs. You know, there's a chance that uh, week one, the Lions go out and shock them. They have a horrible game on defense, and then they realize that, like, maybe we need Chris Jones, and that works in his favor, too. And it could not be a long holdout if that's the case. Um, But that's kind of thinking optimistically where a loss could actually be a win for him and the Chiefs in that way. Um, Unless they don't have Kelsey, and they're like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get Kelsey back in week two and be fine. That's true, too. It could end up working that way. Um, So that's the four division winners in the AFC. And now we're moving on to wild cards. So three wild cards in each division in each conference. Um, Cody, I think we're back to you. Do you want to name all three? Do you want to name one of yours? I think it's probably easier to name all three. All right. I'll name all three. So what the first one should be one team. I was just kind of hyping up. Could win the division will be the chargers. I have them making the playoffs with new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Um, the other team we talked about, I liked Lamar Jackson. So give me the Baltimore Ravens. And yes, I will still roll with A-Rod and take the Jets, which might be the biggest statement that the Bills missed the playoffs. That would be something. See, I think no matter who you pick, there's going to be a team or two in the AFC that were like, wow, I can't believe they didn't make it. Uh, So Tyler, what is your wow team that didn't make it? Who are your three actual wildcard teams? Uh, So my actual wildcard teams are uh, the Miami Dolphins. I I mean, look, you got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. That is a Madden dream for me. Um, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I got the New York Jets. So I have the Ravens, uh, and I have the Chargers both missing. It's good. There's going to be somebody either way. That's that's a, that's a good one. I could see it. Um, my three wild card teams in the AFC is I think my pretty clear five seed. And we don't actually have to rank them is the Bengals because they are going to barely miss out to the Ravens. Um, I have the dolphins as well. So that puts all three of us having Miami in a wild card spot. I think our well, Cody has a winner division. Never mind. Um, and then my third one is the jets are going to squeak in. So that means I have the chargers missing the playoffs. So not a Homer. Thank you. Still a Homer. He's doing that to try to throw us off. <laughs> Yeah, he's just he's just playing for the camera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we all have big teams missing. I think that's that goes to show the depth of the AFC and how competitive it is. And they talk about it all the time. On average, six new teams make the playoffs. We have a couple new teams making the playoffs, a couple teams repeating. Uh, and it could be interesting. And there's probably still be a surprise team that we can't even project that gets into that wild card mix. 
and we'll probably know pretty early in the season. We'll see how wrong we were on here. We got to move on to the NFC side of the ball. We'll start with the NFC North. NFC North consisting of the I don't want to mess it up, so I'm bringing it up. <laughs> Cody's Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings, the Detroit Lions, and the Chicago Bears. Cody, as you take a sip of your drink over there, tell us why it's the Packers. Okay, I will. That's my pick. That's not, probably not a surprise. Is it actually? It's 100% pick? my pick. <laughs> I know you might call me a homer. I talked about how I think the Lions are on the up and come. I think it's between those. I think it's a two-team race. I think people are forgetting that the Bears were the worst team in the league last year and have one of the worst defenses. I don't know. All people betting on uh, Justin to win MVP, they got to win games to win MVP, and they ain't going to do that. The Vikings, they regressed heavily on defense, and they also won, what was it, 12 games by one score last year? That's going to regress to the mean. So really it's between the Packers and the Lions, in my opinion, and I'm bought in to Jordan Love. I might change my tune by week four, and you all can call me out for it. I don't care, but I'm taking Green Bay to win the division. Plus 400 odds. Go bet it. <laughs> they have better All right. Than the Steelers do. That's crazy. Yeah, it's the competition around them. I mean, the Lions are an up-and-coming team, but they haven't really proven anything. The Vikings are on the downswing. And I don't understand where all this, the Bears are making a, a hell of a run, is coming from. Yeah, the Bears are going to get better, uh, but they're not even a division winner for me and even in consideration for a division winner i thought it was a two-team race between the vikings and the lions and i picked the lions but the packers aren't going to be far behind yeah i think the packers will be far behind i think uh i think it's a rebuild <laughs> year uh I, I mean i could be wrong i don't follow the packers as heavily as cody um but I'm in your defense the they're youngest team in the nfl so if you're gonna say that a team's in a rebuild that's the easiest team to say that's in a rebuild <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it in general. Uh, I, I don't think that they have it this year. I don't think that they have the roster around them. Um, but again, I don't follow them as heavily. I'm also the only one that picked the Titans to win the division. Uh, there's probably some homerism going around, and that's that's fine. Um, no, So I picked the Detroit Lions to win the division. Uh, I like the Vikings. I, I like the Bears. I don't think they're going to be as great as everybody's saying they are, but I'm not as down on them as you guys are. I feel like they do have some higher potential, um, but I'm going with the Lions. I still feel like Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Matt Stafford, so obviously uh, they're good at quarterback right there, but uh, they have some assets. They're up and coming. They got the passion behind them. I am, I'm excited to see what the Lions can do, and I'm really hoping that they do have that season. I think we're uh, really going to know what to expect from the Lions based off of how well they play the Chiefs in week one. I think that's going to be a huge telltale sign. They can lose week one, but if they lose by a score or cover, I think they're like four point underdogs or something. It's actually a lot closer than you'd expect. Um, I don't know if that's going to move for Kelsey or not. Um, before Kelsey. Before Kelsey. It was six. So, I, I mean, so the Lions, I, we're going to know a lot in week one. I agree. We can move on to the NFC East, consisting of the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Commanders. Um, I'm going to take a repeat for the Eagles, which would be the first repeat division winner in that division since like the early two thousands. Yeah. I think that you have the best roster top to bottom, at least on paper. Uh, I mean, so I'm going to go with them as well. How about them Cowboys? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't actually <laughs> take the Cowboys. Um, 
I honestly the Giants. Really, no. <laughs> I really like the Giants. Like I, I know I was the same guy that said it last year, but I think Danny Dimes is getting slept on because of his nickname. Uh, I do like the Giants a lot. I really think that they are an up and coming team like the Lions, but nobody talks about like the Lions. Um, I think they're going to be sneaky this year. I think they're going to really pull out some games. I can see them beating the Eagles, um, but I did pick the Eagles to win the division. I think every team in this division uh, is can finally get rid of the moniker NFC least. I think the commanders can surprise some people. I think the Giants can surprise some people. I think these divisional matchups are going to be like primetime TV. I, I'm really excited for this division. Maybe it's just because I live, we live so close to three of the four teams, so we're like around those kind of fans. But I, I do think all four of these teams have some potential this year. Also, 100% props to the Commanders fans out there who sold out week one in Washington for the first time in a long time. New ownership coming in, a lot of more hope. Uh, just quick shout out to them there in the D.C. area. NFC South. This this division is probably, I would, I would make a least joke if it would rhyme with South. I don't know. Um, Atlanta Falcons. Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I don't even know who you would consider a favorite because none of them are good enough to be considered a favorite, probably. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise some people. Who do you got in the NFC South, Tyler? Uh, I'll let you know that I picked the Saints. I'll also let you know that even though I picked the Saints, I hate the Saints. Like, I really don't think they're as good as, like, like I know we're talking about this whole division being crap, um, but I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. I read a lot of articles, and everywhere I go, they're still talking about the Saints like they are this this big team. Like, they are Drew Brees-era big team um, because people think that Derek Carr is going to be revolutionary for this roster. Uh, I just don't see it. Like, I, I think Derek Carr, he's all right. He, he's I mean, Sid from Toy Story can throw a football, but I don't think he's a top-level quarterback. I don't think he's elite. I don't think he's a top 10. Um, I think he's just good. Um, And with that being said, I think the Saints are a little overrated, um, but I still have them winning the division, mostly because of how bad this division is. But uh, honorable mention to the Panthers. I really think they're going to surprise some people with Bryce Young. Yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you um, on this being the toughest division to pick. I think all four of these teams, you could you could talk me into picking all four of these teams to finish first or last. Like I, That's where we're at with this. Um, real quick, just so you know, the Saints are technically the favorites according to the, the draft odds, followed by the Falcons and the Panthers, then the Buccaneers at plus 1,000. So maybe you want to throw a little, a little dollar on that. Uh, but I'm taking the Saints too. And my whole reason is is they actually started out pretty good last year before Jamison Williams or not Jamison Williams, Jamis Winston tore his ACL. Uh, so, and he lost, and then he wasn't the starter anymore. He didn't tear his ACL last year. He got hurt. Uh, he hurt his back, ago. and then yeah, he, he seemed like back. he was healthy, and they just didn't play him. They, they didn't start him. They went with the Taysom Hill, and was it Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, like exactly. <laughs> I, I think Derek Carr is a little bit better than those guys. Maybe not super like middle of the tier. Uh, but because they were doing well to start last year, I'm going to pick them to do well this year. So I'm not picking the Saints, um, and I'm not picking the Panthers. I'm picking the Falcons. Picking the Falcons. 
Yes. I love how you're saying it like we're supposed to be shocked, even though we just said <laughs> that we could pick any one of these teams to win or lose. So none of this is shocking. I'm just building drama. I mean, it's well, not don't. it's not exciting because like, I mean, it's the Falcons. They're more. I'll, I'll even say like we're not ranking them. They're going to be the four seed. They might not even be above 500. Um, but it's a young, exciting team that was a, a little bit better in record than people gave them credit for last year. Um, they were hanging in there. Um, but uh, Falcons, we're going to see if Bijan can rush for a thousand yards and some of those young guys can break out. But right. is Kyle Pitts worth anything in fantasy for once? He's every single year he's drafted as one of the top tight ends and every year he's pretty disappointing. So I saw some things coming across Twitter from Falcons beat writers and you have to like take everything you see on Twitter with a grain of salt. I sorry, X with a grain of salt. But there's people out there saying that Kyle Pitts could be fourth on their team in targets. Can you name three receivers or pass catching options other than him on that team? I mean, are you considering the running backs? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, well, so Bijan and Drake London, name another one. Matt Collins. <laughs> so if you're telling me that Kyle Pitts is going to get less targets than Matt Collins, I don't want him. <laughs> hey. I mean, he's still, he has, he, I know he hasn't been very good. He wasn't very good last year or the year before that. Uh, after a pretty decent rookie year, just couldn't get in the end zone. Uh, I still think his upside is worth, like, if, if you're debating between him and, you know, Luke Musgrave, Greg Dolchick, oh, like, yeah, even David and Joku, I think Njoku is probably a good comp to him. Like, they'll each have a week where they get 10, then they'll have a week where they get no catches. Like, that's probably what you're looking at. Not that we're talking much with drafts and fantasy anymore, but if that's the case, then I would rather just let somebody else in my league take Kyle Pitts and wait the four more rounds and get David and Joku or take a flyer on one of those young guys and play the waiver wire. Jake on Ferguson. It. Jake Ferguson. It seems like Jake Ferguson's Tyler's guy. We haven't heard much of his name up until this episode. He's going to be the goat. Watch. <laughs> and you can't forget Cole Komet for George. Oh, stop it. I don't even like Cole Komet this year, but here we are. He NFC drafted him West. Just because I draft a guy in round 16 of a 16-round league does not mean I like him. It's the same reason that he didn't pick the Chargers to make the playoffs, guys. He's just mad at us calling him a homer, so he's like, fine, I'm a homer, then I'm just not going to draft Cole Komet. Like, yeah, don't worry, guys. We all know the truth. NFC West consists of the Arizona Cardinals, the LA Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, anyone going against the 49ers? No. No. Cody? I don't have I don't have the courage to do it. <laughs> One because I don't think there's a second team. But again, I the Nick Bosa holdout, I think is going means a lot more to San Francisco than what they'll do. And I'm still not one hundred percent sold on Brock Purdy. So Okay. I think he's, you know, a solid piece, but he had five or six games last year. Now teams have had a whole offseason to prepare for him. Not saying he's gonna be bad. He could be great. He could be in the MVP conversation. I think all options are I'm not saying he's a favorite, but I'm saying he has <laughs> the MVP Brock Purdy and they need they're debating starting Sam Donald, Brock Purdy. That whole spectrum is a possible outcomes. My New argument Hulk. for Brock Purdy is it doesn't matter if he's an elite quarterback or if he's a slightly above average quarterback or anything in that range because he's on a roster that doesn't need him to be. 
Now, if that team is riddled with injuries again, then yeah, we're going to need a really good Brock Purdy to step up and be an elite quarterback for them to win. But with that defense the way it is, with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and one of the best defenses in the NFL, he doesn't need to be anything good. He's going to look like a great quarterback even if he plays average because he has the playmakers to make him look good. Uh, so I'm I'm still pretty high on Brock Purdy, especially fantasy-wise. I can't believe he's going undrafted in most leagues. I mean, if, if you take two quarterbacks on your team, I mean, who do you want as your backup that's better? I mean, I have Kirk in a league. I think that Kirk Cousins, I think, is a solid option. Um, there's a league that I took Derek Carr because Purdy was gone. But I mean, like he's higher on my list than most people, too. I agree. I think that we, we all are picking San Fran, right? Like that. Was, yeah, we're all picking yeah. San Fran. That's that's where we're at. I can move us on to wild cards. So the three wild cards in the NFC, I'll go first this time. So I have the Dallas Cowboys. That's probably not too shocking. Uh, my other two might be, I have the Minnesota Vikings as the other one. Um, they're they're a very boomer bust team and Cody completely disagrees, but uh, I think they're going to find enough one score wins to make the playoffs. And then my other one is a team that's really being slept on because of one really horrible year. And I could have this completely flop in my face if Cooper cup doesn't come back, but it's the LA Rams. Wow. So who is the one that's guaranteed the, the Cowboys. What? Oh, okay. The Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Rams are my three. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Did not see the Rams making the playoffs on any of our three lists. Tyler, do you want to go next in case you have the Rams and I can get double wowed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my list is I have the Dallas Cowboys. Not shocking. Uh, I still, every piece of me still hopes that the Cowboys beat the Eagles in the playoffs. Uh, nothing would make me happier. Um, I also had, I, I tossed back and forth between a couple teams here. Uh, I think the Vikings are not as big of a fall off as Cody is saying. I think the bears are going to take a step forward. Um, but I also think the Seahawks are a, a very good team as well. I mean, Geno Smith showed what he can do. They have some good pieces. Uh, so I have actually two teams from the same division. I have the Seahawks and the Rams. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate you understanding where I'm coming from with the Rams. <laughs> like, have no you, one's like, talking about them. Yeah, because have you seen their roster? They have. Yeah, because have you seen Sean McVay? He only has one down year at a time. Dude, there's no one on their roster that's unless their name's Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, or Matt Stafford. That's all you need. I like they have a terrible. <laughs> Aaron Donald breaks line. up every play, and Cooper Cup comes back, and Matt Stafford becomes an MVP candidate again. Rams will be closer to a number one pick than they will a playoff spot. Seven seed in the playoffs. You got me, Tyler. That's my, there's my hot take of the game. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, yes. Are are the Rams bad? Probably, but we're talking about the final wild card spot in the NFC. All of who these else teams you are pick? bad. <laughs> They're all bad. You can make an argument for any one of them. You could say Rams make that final pick, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, maybe. You could say Falcons take that final pick. Sure, possibly. I picked them win could... division. <laughs> Heck, you could say the and I'd be like, yeah, possibly. Uh, maybe even the Washington Commanders. And I'd be like, there's a chance. Like that seventh seed in the NFC, there's not a single team you can name there except the Cardinals that I would be like, uh, yeah, sorry, that's not possible. 
Cardinals somehow win two out of four to start the year and Kyler Murray comes back and I feel like he can't even roll out the freaking Cardinals. <laughs> like if they Again. decide they're not going to bench him all year because they had a decent start. Dude, the Cardinals are so bad. Let's not. That's not, oh, they're that's so not bad. Possible. But the NFC is so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that it's bad. I guess I just see it in a little bit different. I'm I'm shocked after how you hyped up the the Giants. You didn't put the Giants in the playoffs. Yeah, I love the Giants, yeah. but I'm also the hot takes guy. I had to do something to change things up. And I actually, and then George had take. to go out and pick the Rams first. I was so disappointed. <laughs> okay, I mean, to your point, I will say, my first two were easy, uh, with Dallas and Detroit. Like those were my easy two. Makes so sense. it was what was the, the next teams? And I was debating between the Giants, the Commanders, and the Seahawks. I don't know. I just can't trust Geno Smith. I, I've seen it for a year and I still can't do it. Um so I ended up going with the Giants. So that, that would be my three. So again, three teams from the NFC, but Dallas, Detroit, Giants. So let me also just say then, because you have New Orleans in there. So you only then have you have two teams, I guess, that uh didn't make the playoffs last year that made make them this year. There's you say there's typically three in each conference or four. You have two. So what team is gonna shock you? And especially in the NFC where there's so many teams so close, like that's why there's the argument of yeah, Dallas is pretty much a set. Detroit, yeah, sure, I could see that's one of your new teams. The Giants, are they good enough to really be like, oh yeah, they're gonna make it back to back? Yeah, I mean, in the NFC, I had Green Bay making the playoffs this year, Detroit making the playoffs this year, and the Saints making the playoffs this year. That's three new teams. Okay, I missed. I, I'm sorry, I missed one of them because you had it flipped, and I was thrown off by your thing. Okay, fair. Yeah, I'll say that the reason, like, I again, I really like the Giants, and I, I think people are sleeping on them. The reason I didn't pick them is solely because of their schedule, and that is it. Uh, their schedule is really difficult. I mean, you're playing the Eagles twice, you're playing the Cowboys twice. Divisional games are always difficult, um, and I, I think the Commanders can sneak out one against them. But then outside of that, they still have the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Jets. Like, it is it is a gauntlet and all of those are in a row by the way uh it is it is a gauntlet schedule um and i feel like they might fall behind a little bit too much early um based off of that schedule and you know there might not be that passion to play for that wild card as much as there would be if they were winning those games yeah i guess that's right. what makes the nfl so exciting we get to, to wait and see i know we didn't even talk about this before the show any awards predictions you want to throw out there yeah, MVP, if, coach of the year. I think the most obvious award, and if I could throw $100 on it, if I had $100, I would. Uh, if DeMar Hamlin plays one snap of football, he's winning comeback player of the year. I, I think it's I think it's set. I don't, I don't care what other storylines happen in the NFL. DeMar Hamlin plays one snap, he's comeback player of the year. It's true, and he's going to play the first snap of the season, too, because he's probably going to play on special teams to start the year. So... So Lock will it he in. play on kickoff? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> a clear one. Any any others? Any sneaky um, MVPs? I almost I I threw, threw this out to Tyler. So Mr. Polls guy over there, if you ever see a couple of polls pop up on our Twitter page, um, throw up a poll on there that says who gets an MVP vote first, Brock Purdy or Russell Wilson? Because uh, you said Brock Purdy has a chance to be an MVP candidate. <laughs> I feel like the Jets hype is going to give Aaron Rodgers an MVP vote. 
he doesn't have to throw a football once and he'll still get an MVP vote just because of the hype. Yeah, you're probably you're probably not wrong. <laughs> or it'll just be Patrick Mahomes again. And probably we'll... it's probably just gonna be Patrick Mahomes again. I don't know. I don't really look too much into the MVQ award anymore. Uh, it's kind of just dampened for me. It's a pointless award. It's who's the best quarterback. Who cares? Um, so you like offensive ever... player of the year better, which yeah, Justin Jefferson won beca- last year. Right. If it ever becomes the most valuable actual player, then yeah, uh, I, I would enjoy that award. Until then, it's a pointless award. Um, but yeah, offensive player of the year, I mean, there's a plethora of guys. I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if Justin Jefferson wins it again, but I don't think he will. Um, it would be kind of shocking if a running back wins it because of how bad the running backs look this year. But I'm gonna go ahead and go really hot takes and say a tight end wins offense offensive player of the year this year. So it's gonna be Mahomes MVP and Kelsey offensive player of the year because he only misses one week from his knee injury. I, I didn't say it was Kelsey. I'd even go <laughs> hot just... takes and say a, a tight end that isn't Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I don't have any hot takes. I don't have any hot takes. If I had to pick offense, it'd be Jamar just to change it up. But other than that, I think we're we're good. So to Alexander recap, Madison, who's going for 2K? George, stop telling Look back stop, to that hot takes episode we did. Stop <laughs> spreading this. I let it go when I listened to it. I didn't I never brought it up. That was honestly this I say this in the most sincere way. The worst hot take I've ever heard. If you guys haven't heard that episode, it's probably like a month or two old now, but it's going to be fun to look back on later. Go check out the hottest takes from the internet episode that Tyler and I did a little while back, because that's just one of the plethora of ridiculous things that we heard. Which also included the most turnover-adverse quarterback of all time leading the league interceptions. So definitely would recommend checking that one out. But we still have to finish this episode. So to recap, uh, I just run through all the Divin winners. And the AFC, well, let's do AFC and we'll pick the winner who represents Super Bowl. And then we'll do NFC and we'll pick our the Super Bowl matchup. And then we can say our winners. So, okay. George, you have Baltimore, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Kansas City with Cincinnati, Miami, and the Jets. I have Cincinnati, Miami, Jacksonville, Kansas City with Baltimore, uh, the Chargers, and the Jets. And then Tyler has Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tennessee, Kansas City, Miami, Pittsburgh, and the Jets. Who comes out on top of the AFC. I guess you want me to go first because you said mine first. So I'm sure. going to go bold from wild card to Super Bowl. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami you, Dolphins. You realize, okay. I mean, it's it's a gauntlet and it's not It's Super a gauntlet. Bold, but wow, I was not expecting that out of you. No. Guys, I finally I Miami also couldn't Chargers say the Bills again because really I said the Bills the last three years. <laughs> Tyler, do you have a yeah? Uh who day? Bengals. No, nope, nope, nope. This is not a good start to the season. Why? Because we're I'm agreeing. On, I'm on the who day train. We can't agree. No. Yeah, we gotta agree. Like, look. The last few years hasn't gone very well for us, uh, so let's change it up, man. Let's agree for once. Maybe maybe the fantasy football gods will align, give us a championship. Maybe we'll start predicting things correctly on here. Maybe. I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> this is... Cody muted know. himself. He did. I don't think he knows he muted himself. He's still trying to talk while he's muted. He just... <laughs> 
whole computer went black and came back on. I have no idea what happened. Uh, but I'm we agreed well. that's what happened. I know, and my computer was like, "You're done podcasting." So <laughs> they're like, "That did not happen." No. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I would love to see the Jets and the Packers, but the scriptwriters won't do that. So I'm going to go with with who day. Uh, but let's move to the the NFC side. Uh, George, we can start with you again. You had Detroit, Philly, Atlanta, San Francisco with the Cowboys, Vikings, and Rams. Tyler, you had Detroit, Philly, New Orleans, San Francisco with the Cowboys, Seahawks, and Rams. And I had uh, the Packers, Eagles, Saints, 49ers with the Cowboys, the Lions, and the Giants. So I went less bold on this side, and I think the 49ers get their revenge, and they are the NFC Super Bowl representative. Tyler, are we going to agree again? Do you want to say? Maybe. You want to go one, two, three, and just say it? Do, do you really think we agreed? I feel like we All might right. have. I'll count us in. Ready, guys? One, two, three. Cowboys. 49ers. Oh, we did. They did no, not agree. We didn't agree. <laughs> 49ers. I'm going with the Bengals versus the 49ers. Uh, and I, I, are we saying our winner? We have to say yeah. our winner. If you want to go first, go ahead. If you want to make me go first again, Ken. All right. Who day? That's it. Bengals win. He has Bengals over 49ers. Who day over Cowboys? Bengals yep. over Cowboys. And I have from wild card to Super Bowl champion Dolphins over 49ers. So we all Super have an AFC team. MVP Tua. We all have an AFC team winning. I did want to pick the the Lions to win the NFC. So it could have been the Bengals and the Lions battle the Cats, battle the teams that don't have a Super Bowl. I think that would be really fun. That um, would be really fun. But I the reason I didn't go with the 49ers is I think they'll end up playing the Eagles again, like in the divisional round, and they'll get so hyped for that matchup. And <laughs> They, they'll have a letdown in the, the conference championship. Maybe that's too much like gameship of placement and stuff like that, but that was my my thought process there. Man, if my week... prediction comes true, like the, the 49ers are probably going to get the first round by so that the Eagles get the cakewalk of facing the Rams in the first round, and then like a crappy team like the Vikings is going to pull off an upset, so the Eagles are going to get the crappy Vikings in the second round, and then third round – Purdy's going to get hurt, and there goes the 49ers again. It's just just remember the other bold prediction of the Sam Darnold-led 49ers winning Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, man. No, I mean, I think a, a lot of how the NFC is going to, like that hype in the NFC playoffs is going to come down to that Eagles 49ers rematch in the regular season, too. Because if the 49ers win that, they're going to feel like they got their revenge. If they lose that... There's going to be a lot of hype for that Eagles 49ers game in the playoffs after they lost two in a row and all that talking going on. Yeah, it definitely will be. And we get to start the football season tomorrow. And before we get out of here, I am not going to forget this week because Tyler is back with us. Tyler, what is your oddball fact? Yes, my oddball fact. Um, look, it is it is very common to be talking about head injuries in the NFL. We talk about CTE being a popular thing that we need to focus on. Uh, we talk, I mean, we have the movie concussion by Will Smith that came out um, over the concussion focus in the NFL. It is such a talked about thing, but would you know that NFL players did not have to wear helmets until 1943? 
and college football players did not have to wear helmets until 1939. Uh, can you imagine the NFL in today's day and age with no helmets? Everybody would die. Dude, It. I mean, even just looking at the pictures of like back in the day when they just wore basically what they wear on top of helmets now. Uh, the leather skull cap things. But they were made of leather. Uh, <laughs> for, that was it. No face mask, no nothing. I do always wonder, though, like, and I, we don't need to get into this deep dive. Like, would there be less concussions <laughs> if there wasn't helmets similar to rugby? That's a question because I have. They're not trying to go as hard using their head as a weapon and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's it's, the argument I've heard, too. Yeah. I mean, look, if you think about it, we used to play football as kids all the time. We would get together once, twice, sometimes three times a week, and we would play football with the guys, and it was always tackle, and we never wore helmets, and I don't remember a single person that got a concussion while playing. Uh, that's but because I remember... you got a concussion. <laughs> that was rude. That was... Stop. No, I don't think concussion jo- jokes. Um, concussion jokes but... aren't funny either. Yeah. You're right. They're not. Good. He forgot he has a concussion. Yeah, um, exactly. So, <laughs> in high school football, I remember multiple people going down with concussions people that have never even played organized football before we're going down with concussions left and right but when we played it was like we had some broken collarbones uh we might have had a torn acl or two and not mine thank you um no you did yours in dodgeball no i did mine real man sport (laughs) but it wasn't until (laughs) i was an adult uh but yes so we didn't really have concussions back then because nobody was leading with their head so you make a good point yeah yeah it'd still be wild to see because I mean, we're just a few years away from them having to wear the marshmallow caps during the regular season. So, yeah. not wrong. <laughs> All right, boys. Before we head out, any last thoughts on this upcoming season? You have to get off your chest. Yeah, I have one quick question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and this doesn't have to be your official pick, but for those of us in Survivor leagues where you pick one team to win in week one, I feel like week one is one of the most difficult weeks. And you also don't want to just pick the best team because you can't use them again all season. So who is your pick for week one? And since it looks like you guys are both looking up the matchups because you're like, crap, I wasn't ready for this question. I have. I can go ahead and say that my pick is the Washington Commanders. If you can get past week one with the Commanders as your pick, then you're pretty much set up for the rest of the season. Uh, plus, the Cardinals are a dumpster fire, so I think it's a good matchup. Looks like Cody agreed with me again. Yeah, this is. I'm not. I might have to change my pick. No, I, I'm rolling with the Commanders too. And if you're in a Survivor League, I think it's a great opportunity to play the Commanders. We talked about how they're sold out for their first game. All this energy that's around the team, how bad the Cardinals are, and you get to save teams that you actually like that you can bet on later. I don't know how it's not the Commanders this week. I think a lot of people will be scared to pick them which also gives you an up uh, uphill or an advantage moving forward in your survivor leagues. I am with you guys also that the commanders I think are going to be my pick. And just because they're not like a clear cut uh, team, I'm going to throw out two others. I'm thinking about, cause I haven't locked in my official pick just to try to like add some disparity. Um, the Minnesota Vikings over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, because we think their quarterback situation is pretty rough. Even if the Vikings don't play the best game, we think they could win. Um, and then if you are okay with burning a better team, the Ravens over the Texans is also a slam dunk pick. Slam dunk. Lamar's still healthy for now. Hey, but it's, <laughs> but it's we won and literally anything can happen. Sure. We're, we're just two years removed from the, or three years removed from the Jaguars going one and zero in week one. 
and zero and fifteen the other sixteen games. So our fifteen games. So also last year in our Survivor League, three quarters of the league was out by week one uh, because of the Denver Broncos. Week two knocked out the rest of the league then too. So you never know. No, that's that's what makes football so exciting, and that's why we are so happy it is back. Uh, just a reminder, as we mentioned, we're moving the show, uh, our regular show with the three of us. It'll drop Friday mornings now as we preview the week, give you some fantasy advice. There'll be other content on our social media channels at the Couch Gems all week long. Uh, we're diving into a little bit more this season, so hopefully you enjoy that. For the Couch GMs, I'm Cody with George and Tyler, and we will see you all next week. Boom. Nice. Choo-choo!